what's going on, Key Bro Sabi? <laughs> we are here in the basement of General Fitness Company recording episode number 14 of the TR Expert Talks. It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, and I'm really excited for this episode because today we're going to be talking about the back. Not your backside, not your booty. We're talking about your literal thoracic, lumbar, and cervical spine. And the reason why I want to talk about that today is because I've been on the old interwebs searching around, looking at some influencers, looking at a few CrossFitters, looking at a couple individuals that are um, teaching people how to exercise and have those hashtag workout videos. And I have to say that I've been quite disappointed with what I've been seeing. The unfortunate thing is that there's a lot of people out there right now that have been trying to demonstrate specific exercises incorrectly. They've been showing people how to use their back in an improper way, and they've been actually doing more harm than good. So today, the TR expert wants to help you get your lower back, middle back, and upper back strong. And we're going to go over a couple exercises today that can help you, and we're also going to go over a couple exercises that you might want to stay away from, or that you might want to vary a little bit in how you're doing them. Hey, before we get started, though, I want to invite you to consider taking a look at Jerry's Gems. Now, you'll find Jerry's Gems on my website, gentlefitnesscompany.com. You'll see a little button that says learn more, and you'll be able to find it there. But uh, Jerry's Gems isn't actually, um, it's something I really put my heart into, uh, put it right in those daily emails for you. They come out Monday through Friday. They go a little bit more in depth about fitness but we go a little bit even, go even further than that i try to get every day talk about motivation your mindset we even go, go a little bit into meditation sometimes with that jerry's gyms it's not all about the physical fitness aspect we go a little bit more in depth obviously i try to do that with the podcast and give you those real world examples of how we can translate the exercises into your everyday life but we go even more in depth in the emails and on top of that, if you sign up, you can have access to discounts and you can also get pre-registered for a certain events that we'll have in the, in the near future with uh, speakers and ac adventure training and, and other activities that we'll have in the summertime. So yeah, we'll be having like bowling and uh, we'll be going down the, the, uh, the Washington River. <laughs> I think it's Washington's Crossing or... Whatever. We're going to be doing some white water, white water rafting, so um, I would highly suggest that you become a part of that Jerry's Gems because you can get registered early, the pre-register on these events and get in on the discounts on our training. So, boom! That's what we got for you. That's what it's all about. General Fitness Company, helping you live that good life <laughs> one email at a time and one podcast at a time as well so um let's get in it i really appreciate you listening let's go ahead and get this show started so without further ado here we go episode number 14 baby got back Alright, so here we are in episode number 14. I'm going to be talking about your back. You know the J-Dubs has got your back. So we're going to be talking today about a few exercises that people have been doing incorrectly, how we can protect your back from uh, doing those exercises wrong, as well as talk about a few exercises that you may have not thought of previously in uh, helping you with strengthening your core, not just your back, but your overall core, because your back and your abs work together to keep you upright and keep your posture so let's all go ahead and talk about that today. So the first exercise I want to go over called a deadlift. Okay. Now a deadlift is essentially where you um, pick up a heavy weight and put it down. We talked about this in a previous episode and I promised that I would get to 
actually talking about how to perform a proper deadlift, so today is the day. You're going to have a barbell. That's what normally people do with a deadlift with is a barbell. You rack your weights up, of course, and what you're going to do is you're going to stand with your shins right on the bar. Like Literally, you have your feet underneath the bar and get as close as you can to the bar with your shins. Now, you hear a lot of people, CrossFitters and a lot of other uh, people that work out on a consistent basis say that it messes up their shins, but that's because uh, they're pulling the weight into their shins rather than pulling it straight up. It's a tendency that a lot of people have to pull the, the weight backwards and kind of use leverage and uh, pull the weight up that way, but the goal is to actually just get the weight straight up and down. Now, I can't say that it's going to be 100% foolproof that you're always going to pull it straight up. It just happens sometimes that you pull it back and it scrapes up your shin. So <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with that if you're going to be a deadlifter. But obviously, as I said, the goal is to try to get the weight straight up. So what you're going to do is you're going to grab that weight. You're going to have the, the weight right on your shins. You're going to keep your chest up. You're going to look, for, you're going to look forward. Not, not all the way forward. You're going to, you don't want to have your head cocked all the way up. But you want to look, uh, um, you want to probably look about nine, nine to eighteen inches away from the bar. So you're not going to exactly look straight forward, but you're going to not not going to be looking directly downward either. And the reason why you don't want to uh, look straight forward is because it actually puts your spine in a compromised position. It actually makes you weaker because you can't activate all your muscles in that position. So what you're going to do is you're going to, like I said, look about 9 to 18 inches away from the bar. Grab the bar. Some people like to do a mixed grip, which means that you're going to have an overhand grip on one side and underhand grip on the other side. I tend to play around with both grips, to be honest with you. I don't have a specific grip that I use with deadlifts, uh, but I do see a lot of people that use a mixed grip. So if that feels more comfortable for you, feel free. I'm not going to knock a, a mixed grip. I'm not going to knock your grip just as long as you can hold the weight. And when you hold that, when you have that weight mixed grip or uh, overhand or underhand, however you want to do it, underhand I actually don't really recommend. It's kind of it's a little harder to control. But uh, overhand or mixed grip is uh, is is, is uh, what normally people would consider as the uh, proper grip to use for a deadlift. So you're gonna have that grip, have that chest up as much as you can, not down to your thighs, and literally just pick the weight up, stand up with the weight, keep your back as flat as possible. And one thing that I really, really, really would recommend you not do is round your back or your shoulders. Now, when you round your back and your shoulders, you start to disengage your, uh, your core and you tend to lift the weight up with your, with your, your traps or your upper shoulders, as well as uh, you put yourself in a compromised position to lift the weight with your lower back as well. I see a lot of people as they get heavier in the weights they're essentially almost in a parallel position. They're essentially, their back is parallel to the floor. And you don't want to do that because, uh, like I said before, that's going to that's gonna put all the weight in your traps and in your lower back. And that's definitely not where you want to be holding the weight. You don't want to be holding 250 or even 100 pounds in your lower back because obvious, for obvious reasons. So that's how a deadlift works. Essentially, you want to make sure that you're feeling the weight in your hips, quads, and glutes. In other words, you want to feel the weight in your butt, your hamstrings, and your front of your leg. A deadlift, very, a very important lift, I think, into everybody's weight training. It helps you get stronger, probably about the fastest you can get, because of the fact that you're lifting a heavier weight than you would normally lift for a bicep curl or bench press or even a squat. So practice the deadlift, put your shins up on the bar, 
maybe wear some longer socks, some shin guards from soccer, and um, get at it. I see a lot of people actually wearing shin guards, so ain't no shame in the game if you want to protect your shins, if you got shins that you uh, want to be displaying to the rest of the world. So the next exercise we're going to go over is a kettlebell swing. Now a kettlebell swing is one that I see almost, I would say the vast majority, almost definitely more than 50% of the people that I see on Instagram and YouTube and other video platforms, I see a lot of those people doing it incorrectly. And the reason why they're doing it incorrectly, they have their back flat as they should. But the pro problem is with a kettlebell swing, you want to do what's called a hip hinge. Okay, so a, a hip hinge is a cross between a squat and bending at the waist. Okay, so it's like, it's like a quarter squat and you soften your knees and you bring your tailbone back as far as you can. Now the problem with most people have is that they don't have enough uh, thoracic and lumbar spine flexibility, meaning they don't have a lot of mid and lower back flexibility. So what happens when they try to perform a swing, they end up keeping their back flat and they bow at the waist, lowering their chest straight down towards the floor. Once again, we get into that problem of having your chest or back parallel to the floor. And that's not exactly how you wanna perform a swing. Because again, you're gonna be putting that load in your lower back. So what you wanna do is you wanna load your hips up. That's what a hip hinge does. It loads your hips up so when you swing the weight forward, when the weight comes up to your chest, you're using your hips to thrust it forward. The analogy I like to use for a lot of my clients is if you imagine those balls in a psychologist's office, you know what I'm talking about, those ones where you, you pull one up and the momentum pushes all the other balls and that very last one kind of swings out and then that last one swings back and then it hits the other. And it's kind of the same principle of how a kettlebell swing works. Now the way I actually have my clients practice that is actually kind of funny. I don't do this all the time. This is kind of like one of those drastic measures. For the most part, people understand what I'm talking about when I say that. But if I still can't get it, I actually put them on the floor, I lay, lay them on their stomach, and I literally have them hump the floor. Well, not literally, because obviously they have their clothes on, but I have them hump the floor because it's the same motion. If you're laying on your stomach, everything is gonna be flat. You stick your butt out, and then you push your hips forward. It's the same exact motion. So if you're having trouble with a kettlebell swing, if you're having trouble trying to get your hips to do what you wanna do, lay on the floor, pull your hips up as high as you can without letting, without letting your belly button or your chest leave the ground or the front of your thighs, and then push your hips forward. Try to do that repeatedly. Try not to do it with a bunch of people watching. Maybe you want, might wanna do that at home and not at the gym, but it's a really great way to give your body those cues into how you wanna use your hips in a kettlebell swing. Now in the very last one, we're gonna be talking about the Romanian deadlift. Now a lot of people get this one wrong because they confuse it with your basic deadlift and they kind of put, they put them both together. And uh, that's exactly the wrong way to do it. So Romanian deadlift, what you're gonna do is you're gonna have your back as flat as possible. I almost tell my, I actually tell my clients to think about almost arching their back because that's a great way to kind of put you in the right position to get, prepare yourself for getting your, your hips in the right position. So what you're gonna do with a Romanian deadlift is that you're gonna pick that weight up again that we had from the deadlift, or from our basic deadlift, and we're gonna hold it up on your hip. From there, what you're gonna do is you're gonna slide it down your thighs, you're gonna slide the weight down your thighs to the bottom of your knee. Now what you wanna focus on is keeping your lower back 
and upper back engaged. What you don't want to do is round your lower back and put the weight all the way down on the floor. I see a lot of people that just round their lower back, try to get the weight as far down as possible towards the floor and come back up. And that's not the right way to do a Romanian deadlift. Your goal in the Romanian deadlift is try to get down to the bottom of your knees and stretch your hamstrings out as far as you can that way. You don't want to go all the way down because when you go all the way down, not many people have enough flexibility to get the weight all the way down and still have their, their hamstrings engaged. A lot of times when you go past the knees for about 90% of the population that's uh, lifting, you end up in starting to uh, engage your lower back. And obviously you want to get your lower back stronger as we said, but there's better ways to do it than um, doing a Romanian deadlift incorrectly. So like as I said before, you want to let that weight slide down your thighs, get it down to the bottom of your knees, and have your butt sticking out as far as you can. Your goal is to get your butt back and up as far as you can while having soft knees. Soft knees meaning that they're not going to be locked, but they're also not going to be bent. Okay, So that is a Romanian deadlift. Those are the three main lifts that I see people doing incorrectly, and today we just corrected them. If you need to, feel free to review this, rewind it, put it in your ears while you're working out so we can give you the right direction as you're doing your exercise because that is the proper way to do it. Take it from me, the TR expert. So a couple other exercises that you may have not thought about for um, to working your lower back. Yeah, one of them would be what's called a bridge. I like to call them hip presses, but um, you might be more familiar with them as a bridge. And what you're gonna do there is you're gonna lay on your back, have your knees and feet together, I like to do that because it also engages your inner thigh, aka your gracilis, and you're going to push your hips up. Now that engages your hamstrings, your glutes, and your lower back. It's a really safe way to get your lower back and your core stronger if you're not, if you're not familiar with weightlifting. Another way to low, and strengthen your lower back is your basic back extension. Now one thing that people end up doing incorrectly with a back extension is they overextend. I would say when you're doing a back extension, you're going to let, you know, get on the back extension machine, you're gonna go down as low as you can, and you're gonna come back up so that your shoulders are in line with your hips. Essentially, you're gonna make a, a diagonal line with your body, okay, if you're hanging from a, a back extension machine. If you're just doing a basic back extension with weights or just standing, you're gonna to try to just stand straight up. Either way, you're gonna have your shoulders, hips, and heels all in the same plane, all in, the, all in a straight line, whether it's a diagonal, or uh, straight up and down, you want to have your shoulders over your over your hips, which are over your going to be over your heels. All right, so that's your back extension, and those are two really good exercises that can help your lower back. And that very last one that you probably didn't even think about is a plank. It's a very basic exercise. You get in there. Obviously, it works your abs, but it also works your lower back. It works your lower back because you're holding an isometric contraction. And that isometric contraction not only engages your abs, but it also engages your, your lower back. Your whole core is engaged when you're in a plank position because that's your whole core has to engage to keep your lower back from dropping down towards the floor. So those are the three exercises that you can think about if you're not into lifting weights so much. And if you are in lifting weights, feel free to go back and listen to the part about the weightlifting exercises. But all six of those exercises are gonna be really good exercises to strengthen your lower, mid, and upper back. So let's go and relate this to your real world life lessons. So when you're doing something, no matter what you're doing, you gotta always do it the proper way. You don't wanna practice improperly because when you practice improperly, when you practice 
improperly, because they always say what? Practice makes perfect, right? But it's really practice makes better. And good practice makes great. So if you practice all the time and you're practicing incorrectly, you might as well not be practicing at all because unfortunately you're doing a disservice for yourself because you are not doing the right thing. It's almost like going into the woods, chopping down a tree and finding out that you don't need a tree at all, but you really need bricks. So, <laughs> so it's like maybe you're doing something, but it's not really beneficial. So you lose the opportunity to get stronger or the opportunity to practice good practice because of the fact that you're doing the wrong thing. So you want to practice and you want to practice the right things when you're doing, whether you're doing a, a back extension, a kettlebell swing, or you're trying to learn a foreign language, or you're learning the language of money, or if you're trying to learn how to drive, anything that you're trying to do, you wanted to practice with good practice. Because we all know what happens when you see people that didn't practice the proper way to learn how to drive. Those are people that get, always get in accidents, or those people that you always see driving all crazy on the road. And you're like, that person didn't learn how to drive at all. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it goes. Whenever you are practicing, always make sure that you're practicing with good practice, no matter what it is. So that does it for our day. I really appreciate you listening. We got it in. Six exercises in the books. I hope that you use these wisely. And we'll uh, reconvene real soon. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, that's the conclusion of episode number 14 of the TR Expert Talks. Today we talked about your back to your face. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So yeah, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. You know, I have a great time recording these episodes for you, and I hope that you have a great time listening to them. In fact, I hope that you have such a great time that you take it upon yourself to go on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're consuming this content and leave a review. You know, whether it's one star or five stars, anywhere in between, I appreciate it because you know what? Every review is a little more oxygen for the fire that is this podcast. And if you don't leave a review, hey, Share it with your friends, share it with your family, or share it with our arch nemesis, Bob down the street. You may not know Bob, but you know a Bob. You know someone like Bob. Bob is that guy, whether he's someone down the street or someone across the way, or maybe even someone in your family, but Bob is that guy that's always talking about stuff that he doesn't know. In all actuality, we all know that Bob just don't know nothing. So help Bob out, help your family, help your friends by sharing this podcast. I appreciate you listening, and as always, keep good company.